From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. In such an active world, doctor, I'm sure as for many years being a child psychiatrist, you've been asked one question. What are the key strengths that I should be teaching my kids? What what did you used to say in the past when a parent would come to you and ask you, what would be a couple of things that I can teach my kids? Is that physical strength? Is that mental strength? What What's really important here? Well, the key really is mental strength. But I think we have to kind of talk about some life's challenges and how mental health helps to overcome some of these challenges. Yeah, and I think you want to start young. Um, And so, doctor, I know you have a few tips, but I think one of the most important things is confidence. That's what I always try to give my children. Make them feel good about themselves, right? Absolutely. You know, if if you feel uh, you have good self-esteem, we all talk about that a lot, um, and they have some confidence in what they have uh, been taught or what they believe, then they feel more secure. I was talking to a life coach um, on another project about a week ago, and he said, teach your kids mantras, right? So teach your kids things like, I choose to be happy today, because being positive in the face of adversity is the way to go, Right. So you just tell your kids, I choose to be happy today. And another one I love, all I can do is my best. Hey, these are good things. What we're talking about here is being empowered. That's really the concept, that the kids feel they don't have to depend on others to feel good. They don't have to depend on other people for their self-esteem. Now, it's easier said than done, but, you know, this is really... The kind of thing that, you know, the kids need it to. It's like catchphrases, like, all I can do is try my best or act confident. I'm good enough. I'll choose to be happy today. Catchphrases that kids get to build as their mantras. You know, I want to bring up another tip that you always subscribe to. And this was a big one that you talked about during the pandemic. And that is adapt to change. Boy, do kids have to learn how to do that during the pandemic. One minute they're going to school, the next minute they're being homeschooled by their parent or learning the ABCs via Zoom. I think that that type of thing, being adaptable, really is good for that mental strength. Well, there's no doubt that change is inevitable. You know, we have to deal with it. Uh, Adults and kids that can deal with it really do better uh, than others. And and it can feel uncomfortable, you know, to to have changes. You know, most of the time we don't spend enough time thinking about it. If you're faced with a major change, it's really important to be able to work it through, define it, and get through it. Well, give me another one, I think, when we were talking okay. this morning. There is well, one that has my name on it. Uh, saying no? Yeah, tell me about that. Okay, everybody has a problem with that one. So we define but, it. It's not just saying no like a two-year-old. Everything is no, no, no. It's the opposite, right? 
Yeah, you got to have courage to do it, okay? To say no. To say no. It gets easier over time, and it reduces your stress, believe it or not, by not having to commit to things because, you know, you were able to say no. Things that you shouldn't say yes to. You know what? And I think that what we're talking about, it goes back to the C word, confidence. It takes confidence. You have to be brave to stand up and say, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, everybody is a little timid. They don't want to hurt the feelings of their friends. They're they're afraid they're going to get in trouble with their teachers because that's just not right for them. Saying no takes courage. It does. And, you know, it takes some training to learn how to do it gracefully. Like, for instance, it's a few things I help the people with. I'm not able to do it. And you don't have to give a reason. Okay, that's no. Oh, thank you so much for inviting me, but I got other plans. Nothing wrong with that. I'll have to check, get back to you. Okay, so these are ways, uh, uh, you know, that you could kind of not have to commit to things and say yes right away gracefully. And I think the more our kids learn to be able to do that, the more they feel confident you know, that uh, they won't, you know, like destroy their relationships or ruin their lives by saying no. You know, one of the building blocks to confidence is, let's face it, we all make mistakes, especially when we're young. I think it's teaching our kids how to get over those mistakes, telling them everyone makes mistakes. We learn from our mistakes. What Thomas Edison, how many inventions did he make before he finally got to the light bulb? You know, remind kids of the greatness of, you know, our icons and and people who went before us that try, 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 try again. Hey, honestly, I think there's nothing that builds character better than owning your mistakes. Hey, we're not perfect. Things go wrong. Things happen. And there's nothing wrong to admitting to them and then avoid the same mistake again. That's the key. It, you know, there's nothing worse than doing the same thing over and over and expecting when you got a bad result, expecting a good result. I really believe in trying but owning up to your mistakes. Exactly. Yeah. Another one I love is celebrate other people's successes. That's really hard because kids tend to get, you know, they get jealous easily. How come Mindy got a nice dress to wear and I don't have one. You know, always that comparison thing is very natural in children. I think the idea is to break that habit early on. Yeah, you know, helping the kids to be able to feel if other people have have success, you know, to be able to, you know, cheer them on. It's it's okay. It's not easy for adults or kids to do that, but it helps to really mend and fix relationships. Well, my last one is time gets near to the end of our podcast, and we've spoken about this before, and it is persistence, which comes down to resilience. I mean, if you think about most of the tips that you gave, all comes down to being resilient. If you fall, get up, right? Get used to change, create an environment for success. This is all resilience training. Though number one, if I were to give my child one thing, it would be resilience. 
Well, there's no doubt, you know, people that are successful in life persevere. Um, they don't uh, go down and not achieve their goals. When they don't achieve them, they put in more hard work. Although your brain might convince you to give up, you don't do it. So the mentally strong kids who persist, those are the ones uh, that will succeed. So I think that's such an important way to end this in terms of have healthy, productive kids. And this goes for adults, too. It's never too late to find resilience in your life. Absolutely. So I hope everybody had a chance to take a look at this long list and maybe come away with something, you know, that makes sense to them. Well, if you want to know more on this subject, we have blogs on our website, and that's BregmanMedicalGroup.com. So please visit us there. We have plenty of information for you on all sorts of subjects. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.